Shut up and sit down. Hello, libertarians, family, friends, neighbors, porcupines. Welcome to the Not A Real Veteran podcast. We have a very exciting night, not planned for you this evening, on the worst libertarian veteran podcast you've ever heard of, but you have heard of us. freaking near you to everybody in our audience and we are so happy to celebrate the end of 2021 that's me and my friend braxton snore please merry christmas braxton hey merry christmas you better if your name isn't happy new year next year i will be devastated but that would be too predictable and you don't ever follow any patterns like that uh perhaps uh you know i made that my name tonight why did you make that your name tonight I just wanted to tell you that it's still Christmas. It is still Christmas. Pre-Vatican II, Christmas uh, was celebrated for 40 days to mirror Lent. Okay. And remind me, during the Christmas time, priests wear red? Oh, no, that's Pentecost. Uh, White. That's Advent, I believe. Blue or white? Blue or white. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, we always have to get a little drop of Catholic knowledge. Thank you, Braxton. Welcome, Roy, Mohegan Libertarian. Welcome, Joe. Welcome, everybody, in the comments. Well, before we get started talking about what's going on in the world and the military, veteran, libertarian world, let's get some ad reads done. So I'm going to go out of order today on purpose. So um, let's go for James Toller for Kentucky. That's toller4ky.com, where you can donate or volunteer for his campaign. People over politics, people helping people. Look at this beautiful house and these nice horses. How could you not vote for this man? Yes, Purdy. 
Speaking of voting, and also uh, having nothing to do with voting, is the Alaskan Raven. <laughs> and if you guys, you know, are kind of wondering why is the Alaskan Raven, why do we promote them on every show? It's because they pay us money. And uh, they have memes. At Slit Crow on Facebook. That's right. Crowned by Gold, book three of the Royal Green series by Jack Casey. You can find him on Amazon or theroyalgreen.com in paperback and Kindle. This is, as far as we know, the only libertarian fantasy novel ever written, besides the other two novels also written by Jack Casey. So go ahead and get is your that hands true? on it. That doesn't sound right. I don't know. I don't need I don't need to don't I don't need to be fact checked right now, all right? Not by my Yeah, sure. I'm just kidding. All right. And I'll take this one. We have the Coliseum. The Coliseum. The Not A Real Podcast Network brings to you a debate night. It's going to be on a Friday. We're also planning a roast of Bootleg Libertarian, which shouldn't be hard since there's just so many wonderful things we can make fun of. I hope he's watching right now. But, uh, yeah, so get ready. We've got a lot coming up next year. Oh. <clears throat> you good, bro? Braxton. What's up, buddy? This is your ad read. Oh, okay. Well, Tom52.com <laughs> is the ad, and it's Thomas Queter for State Senate. There's no quitting Queter. He runs better than the government. And uh, speaking of roasting bootleg, uh, it might very well be him. It might very well be him. That's true. All right. Well, tell me, man, what has been going on in your think tank lately? My think tank? Your brain. Your mind. Well, how, how long have you known me? It's been a while. That's not something you can just ask me. Well, I mean, it's I guess true, it man. it can be, but you really have to kind of uh, make this to something like we can trail. steer. Well, yeah, because, you know, it's Rise of Kingdoms. Uh-huh. And um, I was in like a Discord. <laughs> I had found a Jumper Alliance. But the problem is, oh, and they're very organized, very experienced. It's a great deal. However, the uh, the only problem I had with it is they're not creating their accounts till the end of January. And uh, I'm not really trying to wait until the end of January to start over and play again. So I found another one. And I actually specifically thought I was not going to mention this in case any of them are watching. Uh, they don't know that I've jumped ship. But uh, what's going on in your think tank? <laughs> My think tank is saying that Jenny's right and we should go to redemptiontactical.com using this link and purchase a new tactical gear a new tactical vest mm-hmm. so you are ready for the book just kidding i didn't say that just that's kidding. what i did right before we hopped on when i was waiting for you to get on i was browsing shopping are you serious? ordering no oh. it's an ad I... read will oh you're right you're right i've got a uh tactical vest and it's pretty dope but i didn't get anything with armor i thought about it but i feel like the chances of me getting shot I'm thinking, like, how how can I run through the woods as fast as possible to get away from shit? Not how can I, like, approach that same shit. You know what I mean? But different strokes, different folks. Um, so, Braxton, what do you think about Biden's pay raise for the military being lower than the rate of inflation? Mm, it makes me think it's just like everybody else's. That's exactly right. It's interesting, right? Because we have these numbers, like the military pay raises are usually between 1% and 3%. Uh, not usually more than that. That's pretty much just, it almost it almost just has to do more with the budget and everything than it does the actual president himself. Um, but this is kind of rare that inflation is this high that you're not even getting a raise. You know, it's insane. Uh, it's terrible. And what would we do without Jenny? That's true. She's right. So how do you feel like we can... Um, 
use this, spend this for libertarianism? Like, how can we educate people and show them you're not actually getting any money this year? The economy is so tanked, inflation so bad, overspendings cause this. Um, what do we tell people? Well, yeah, well, so this year, I think it's pretty easy. The burden is not too heavily uh, or is not too heavy because I think this year it is very, very, very obvious. Libertarians have been uh, chicken littling inflation for a very long time and nobody's cared. And, you know, I'd, I'd say chicken little. Be, well, OK, let me see. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I've only seen the Disney chicken little where he said the sky was falling. and It was actually like a panel off of uh, alien spacecraft. So he was right. He was right. Okay. Just, it just that's sounds. Pretty, that's pretty recent. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I hope I'm using that correctly. Um, I wasn't saying libertarians are wrong by saying they're chicken littling. It's they're right. But uh, I think right. this year is particularly bad. So I think uh, you don't have to try as hard to convince people. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I used to be like 75% normie and we'd have conversations and I'd be like, Oh, this is how everybody else is viewing it. But now I, I can't even do that anymore. But, uh, you know, there's lots of articles about why inflation is a good thing. Um, and Ben, who's a national organizer for the libertarian party veteran caucus, uh, he was saying that and, cause he's getting his bachelor's degree in economics. Nice. And he was saying that's a lesson they're learning in classes, why inflation is a good thing for consumers. So, wow. You know, I guarantee you almost every economic school in our country is teaching modern monetary theory. They're teaching, um, you know, Keynesian economics. Um, it's, it's freaking sad. There is, uh, there is a few exceptions, though. Peter Schiff says that, um, you know, if you want to understand economics, you're probably better off not being formally educated on it. So that makes perfect uh, sense. That, yeah. Sounds good to me, fam. Anybody, someone tells anytime someone tells me I don't need to be uh, educated on someone. That's <laughs> great. Let's run with that. Sure. I won't go to class. Okay. Okay, boss. Um, yeah, but there is, you know, George Mason university actually has a, I don't know if it's, I think it is Austrian. It's a free market tech economic program. So basically <laughs> you get a specific degree kind of in free market economics um welcome scott welcome and uh that's awesome like at least there's some colleges that are pushing back and there's a school that one of my buddies went to up in michigan that's also i think it's like a really small liberal arts college but it's also like all free market economics almost like a a more um you know founding father kind of perspective on things in america so there are a few gyms out there that are still holding on a few bastions for knowledge and logic and science but um i think most of the academia is just completely corrupt and and effed for lack of better words. <laughs> Those are good words. Man, uh, what is your hoodie? I am intrigued. This is... Oh, wow. I can't oh. do nothing. <laughs> this hands, I'm so confused. Oh, it's, uh, okay. It's my jiu-jitsu school. Hell yeah, dude. At first I was thinking communism. Then I was thinking like Pokemon <laughs> Go. But uh, it's better than both of those. It's jiu-jitsu. Libertarians have to be careful with uh, hammers. That's kind of F symbolism. Welcome, Travis. F indeed. F indeed. But, Man, so yeah. you're a newly minted uh, blue belt? Purple no, belt? God, blue no, God, no. White belt. Oh. Blue belt takes like two years on average. It'll take me probably that long. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Dude, you should, we need to, we need to practice. And can I still have those puzzle pieces? You may. They're now, all How yours. many do you think you have? Um, You know, between this and the uh, veteran caucus meeting, I can probably run and check. It's about... Okay. Can you, can you, it's, it's about like maybe it's two feet thick. Okay, yeah. Cool. It's a stack. This is the problem with hosting a podcast with your best friend is like, we get on here, we're talking about like important things and we just start talking about our actual lives. Well, I dude, if people are coming here for important things, I feel really bad for those people. 
I'm glad they're here uh, in general, but I, I hate to hear that they're here for important stuff. You're probably freaking right, man. So try. have you, uh, how's Gage been doing lately? Um, really good. As far as I know, um, I was making a joke to my roommate earlier, you know, if you want to talk to Gage, you kind of got to plan everything. Like if, if you want to hear from him, you got to text him like four days ahead of time. Uh, yeah. that's about the delay. It's like, uh, it's he like he's, alive. yeah, it's, you know, it's like he's on a spaceship traveling at light speed. You know what I mean? There's a delay, uh, is what it's like. That's what I choose to think of it as. But, uh, as far as I know, he's doing uh, really good, man. I actually messaged him earlier just to see if he was going to be free, free enough to hop on here. We'll have to get him out earlier. But uh, for everybody who's watching, Gage is Braxton's best friend. And Braxton turned him libertarian, and I turned Braxton libertarian. So I call him my libertarian grandchild. But he's yes. also an Air Force veteran, so he's a dope dude. And we're going to have him on this show at some point. So we look forward to that, having some great conversations. Uh, dude, actually, going I'm not going to drop the name of it on here for many, 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 many reasons. But Gage and I did a podcast, and you can actually hear uh, – at the time, he was not libertarian, so you can actually hear some uh, uh, conversions. Uh, wait, Jimmy's Jimmy, right. Yeah, that's Jimmy, true. You, wait, you thought me and Braxton were dating, or Braxton and Gage were dating, or me and Gage were dating? Because I'm best I'm friend will grow up. Oh, I'm not oh. in the third grade. I can have multiple best friends. Gage, uh, yeah, yeah, you true. know, maybe you could say my childhood best friend. Yeah, um, and then Will is like a uh, soulmate that I met later in life. <laughs> True facts, exactly. I have I have like five best friends. But one of them is albino. One of them is albino. Uh, I have I have five best friends other than Braxton, but Braxton is there's not a word to describe. You're like yeah, my my mm-hmm. bosom bosom friend. It's different. Huh. It's different. But um anyway, so I got that from Anne of Green Gables. It's a real thing. Really? Bosom, bosom twin, something like that. But uh, anyway, so you're a master of jujitsu and friendship for everyone. <laughs> wow, very clever, man. You're really on your game tonight. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody gets Braxton's jokes because Braxton is hilarious. Give him credit. So let's see who's watching right now. See, How many people are from the Libertarian today, Party? Today, I'm not. I'm not watching. Uh, I'm not watching on our phone just for the increased views today because that was kind of distracting last time because there was a legitimate thirty second delay. That sucks. Uh, thanks, Travis. That's right. Somebody's got to watch. Very, very true. So, huh? What can we talk about? So I saw today. It was actually kind of funny. I saw a headline that uh, West Side Story was just like a huge uh, failure. Flop. Yeah, they. I think they grossed like thirty six million. I don't know if that was just in the first weekend or what. I kind of think it's not. I think so far they've earned thirty six million in ticket sales, and it cost a hundred million to make. But then uh, a few hours after that, I heard an ad for it on Spotify. Like, see the best movie of the year. Critics are raving. Nominated for this, 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 and that. And uh, I bring that up because, of course, you love musicals. Um, may, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say all musicals and probably certainly not that one as it's not very good. But some musicals you are a very big fan of. I know that you are a enormous fan of Hamilton. You enjoy Les, Les Miserables. Sorry, Did my I friend. Did I freeze? Yeah. Did I freeze? You froze. You've not been here, but I kept going. I played it okay. off really well, so nobody knew until you said that. Um, 
hey welcome back thank you thank you um yeah i do love i do love the broadway yeah i'll go see west side story but that makes perfect sense that it uh flopped because i think same with cats and like you can't bring back a musical like that unless you're gonna like really go hardcore or unless there hasn't been a movie for a really long time Um, i feel like people these days just aren't into that kind of thing Mm. Uh uh-huh dude so let's let me ask you this if oklahoma started a state defense force or would you join a militia I'm very like vaguely and in general, yeah. Of course, obviously, I'm very pro militia, but at the same time, I am somewhat wary of those groups. Yeah, um, it, it, it would it would all depend. You know what I mean? Like it 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 just depends. Uh, it just depends. Might be a good place to meet a couple friends that work for the FBI. Honestly, though, we should convert them. We should, we should start we should honestly start tyrannus forfocatus we should start a militia and then we should just accept that there's going to be fbi and cia members there embrace and just legitimately try to convert them like yes. hey hey do you understand this like let's gonna we're gonna have libertarian conversations with every single one of these motherfuckers and if they're not feeding it back we're gonna find out and then we're just gonna convert them isn't that guy's name uh daryl dixon do you know who daryl dixon is and i hope I that uh i'm pretty sure that's his name he is a black man that is known for like converting uh kkk members interesting i have heard of that guy i've seen a picture of him he's blind wasn't he not no, that i know of yeah but i've seen that guy he's like on a mission he goes in like 30 something kkk members he's um converted uh dude i actually don't know the number he was on tell me his name again Daryl Davis, Daryl Dixon. Uh, if you type in black man KKK, um, first thing that's going to come up is Dave Chappelle. But after that will be the guy. Daryl Davis. but it's Daryl Davis, him. okay. Not Dixon. That's Walking Dead. He's also a blues musician. That's kind of cool. Very, very, very interesting. Okay. Um I forgot what I was going to fucking say. Yeah, I just said that, Jenny. But thank you. You guys have similar tracked minds because I would have never, ever thought of that. But, okay, what are your thoughts on other people advocating for the use of government force against nonviolent people? Uh, So, Travis, Braxton and I are definitely both avid libertarians and have been so. So we definitely are against the use of government force against nonviolent people or against the use of government force against pretty much everybody. Unless they're defending themselves, um, but Hamilton yeah, and Lemez are dope. That it's the very first uh, part of the sentence, or let's say the middle part of that sentence is really important. What are your thoughts on other people advocating for use of government against? No, um, I tried explaining that to a coworker the other day, and uh, it was uh, ended up being a very very frustrating conversation. I should know better, but uh, so? anytime, well, just anytime someone says like, uh, "Oh, this should be a law." You know what I mean? And again, we, we talk about the funnel. We talk about all these things. But um, j- no, I'm going to stop you right there. We should make this a law. I mean, you're asking the if it's a because there's so much that goes into it. Um, asking the government to get involved, like good ideas don't require force. You know, would yeah. you rather, you know, so I mean, just anytime someone says like, oh, it should be a law that this it should be a law that this like, what are you really saying? Are you saying that you think it's a good idea? Because, okay, that's a great conversation. Let's talk about your idea. And then it also kind of gets to the thing that you showed me, 
that's uh, pretty gangster pendulette. You know, whenever you want the government involved, you're kind of saying like, what would you be willing to like make with a gun? Yeah. So, I mean, there's that aspect of it too, but I mean, yeah. there's a, uh, you know, just so pump the brakes. Anytime someone talks about this should be a law or we should make people do this, it's like pump the brakes. Like the very first thing is, do you think this is a good idea? And if the answer is yes, then you can just stop right there. True. We should, um, we should tell everybody about that Pendulette speech. So if you guys haven't ever done this, after this podcast is over, look up Pendulette Cato Institute, C-A-T-O on YouTube or something. Um, skip to about seven minutes in. I think, and start watching. And uh, it's an incredible speech. But essentially, what Pendulette, and of course, he's a famous magician, what he says is that his politics all boils down to one concept. Um, and that basically, you know, is that government is a monopoly on the use of force. And uh, government is the people with the guns, he says. And all I'm doing when I'm voting is telling government how to use their guns. So if I wouldn't do something, if I wouldn't use a gun to do something, I shouldn't ask other people to do it for me. So he asked, would I use a gun to stop a murder? Yeah. Would I use a gun to stop a robbery? Yeah. Would I use a gun to build a library? And of course, it's the Cato Institute. The whole audience starts cracking up. And he says, no, no, of course not. I would to give me money to build a library. My so guys, we're having some internet difficulties for sure. Hey, bud, can you hear me? Would you like to try to turn off your camera as well? See if that right, now uh, fixes he's only it. One, so bear with us here. There we go. You're back. You're hey, back. Uh, I'm really well, I'm curious to watch that part. Yeah, I lost you, and I was going to suggest doing the same thing we did uh, for the caucus meeting. Do you want to try to kill your camera? See if that helps. What do tigers dream of when they take a little tiger snooze? Do they dream of mauling zebras or Halle Berry in her Catwoman suit? Well, don't you worry a hair on your little striped head. We're going to get you back to Tyson and your cozy tiger bed. Then we're going to find our best friend, Doug. And then we're going to give him a best friend hug and say, oh, hey, well, <laughs> what's up? Man, um, do you want to try killing your camera? Yeah, I guess we might as well. Um, actually, no, let's not worry about it. But it's a normal. My internet actually just went away. Oh, computer couldn't access it. Um, but yeah, I'll try. Well, you actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hold on. Okay, is that better? That we'll see. It seems to be better. Close. What What's the issue with your uh, connection? I don't know, man. It was just weird. It just went away. Maybe they're working on it or something. Yeah. Um. Do you have like a same plan, similar plan? What's the difference between the oh, uh, Wi-Fi no. at your new digs as opposed to your old one? No, no. So my old digs was fiber optic from AT and T, and it was yes. three hundred megabytes per second. Yeah. This one, this one is conventional. I think cable, but it's a hundred megabytes 
megabits, megabytes, I don't know. So it's still pretty good, but it's not uh, it's not fiber optic. It's different. I can feel, even though the speed should be really good, I can feel the difference, you know? Gotcha, dude. Well, um, it's a great relief for it to be coming from your end and not mine because... I fucking bet. The shame. The, the shame. dishonor. Seriously, man. The dishonor Seriously. on me, the dishonor on my family, the dishonor on my cow. I could hardly take Honestly. it. <laughs> right on. But what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, just the use of force and stuff. And Penn Jillette's speech. So I hope everybody heard that. If you didn't hear me explain that, just go to YouTube and look up Penn Jillette Cato Institute seven minutes in and come back. That's not a bad way of looking at it at all. Like That is an important way to look at it. But even if you uh, were ignoring the use of force aspect, it's still a bad oh. idea. Just all across the board. <laughs> On mean? every metric, we'll just get the government involved. There's going to be more bureaucracy. There's going to be less efficiency. There's going to be less True. efficient to or less incentive to do well. Um, even disregarding that argument, which is an important argument, just yeah. Anytime anybody says, "Well, the government should," you know, automatically it's a stop. No, they shouldn't. You know what? I just realized like was a good argument for Christians. Well, I just thought about the concept. Okay, so like, what's more important? Um, the morality of something or the result of something right and with libertarianism both exist like if you do what's right and morally correct we also tend to get a better result um we know that libertarianism works in practice that you know lowering taxes is going to make a more prosperous society that bureaucracy does not help improve people's lives and prosperity um so you know it comes it works from a practical side and a moral one but we also know that the use of force is wrong but what's interesting what we should tell christians is hey Braxton, do you believe God made this universe? Yeah. Do you think that you reap what you sow, that the laws of this universe are true? Uh, Along those lines, sure. That if, if you obey God's law, that your life will reap the rewards of it, that you will have a better life? Um, I hope that's true. I don't necessarily believe that's true. Um, um, okay, so there's exceptions. But in general, if you do what's right, do you believe that the universe will respond by uh, rewarding you? In, in such a way mm, perhaps not wow why do okay, you believe so that for sure and i don't think that it's a rule every time i think there's exceptions in times when that doesn't happen but i think in general if you're kind to people if you uh you know make wise decisions in life then you're going to reap the rewards of those things i think that's the laws of nature that god you know put in this universe exactly roy karma whatever you want to call it you know it's, it's got a lot of different names but that's that's what it is um so I think most Christians tend to believe that, you know, in general. I mean, I think it's it's, it's biblical at least. Um, so yeah. I think maybe we have to need, need to have Tub on here. I think he's actually a veteran too. He is. We should have Tub on. Oh man, we gotta get Tub. I love. Yeah, Tub. send him, text him real quick. See if he's got some time. Well, not tonight, but next week. Oh. Well, dude, just but, uh, uh, pause you real quick. Yeah. If that's all right. It's all right. I think Ayn Rand would tell you you're full of crap. Um. Well, of course, Ayn Rand was an atheist too, but how so? Not, I don't think so. Well, Kim I mean, Ayn objectivism. Well, I mean, so, I mean, I don't think directly, um, and I don't think absolutely and necessarily, but objectivism really kind of uh, clashes with uh, some Christian principles. It does clash with some Christian principles. That's true, but I don't think it clashes with the concept of christianity that i'm talking about no. or the principle of christianity that i'm talking about i think i ran yes. hard agree with that that you reap what you sow um because otherwise if if, if, I, if you don't reap what you sow then everybody that ayn rand believes is successful because of their own hard work and merit is it successful because of their own hard work and merit well i mean what about edward snowden or julian assange 
But that's the are thing. Are you that's saying not, the government's not, the Antichrist? Because uh, you might be getting somewhere. Rule. They are the Antichrist, but it's not a general rule. It's it's a law. So it's like, um, you know, it's going to work. It's going to be there most of the time. It's how the world generally works. That doesn't mean there's times that it slips through the cracks. But also, you know, it's hard to look at somebody like Edward Snowden. Man, this is so philosophical tonight. It's hard to look at somebody from Ed, like Edward Snowden and, and assume that his life is garbage because yes he's a fugitive um and yes you know he's exiled from his own country but he's also a motherfucking hero and kind of a living martyr in a way and yes. i mean who knows who knows the reward he reaps on his life or will reap later on in his life um he's a young guy and he's still got a lot of life to live and fuck as we as this movement continues to grow and we continue to take over this country uh he's gonna be a hero someday well dude um he has one. what uh, is this um did you make like your point yeah okay. oh no no no! i did not okay well, I just, sorry i, just I did interrupt you know, so so if you believe that you reap what you sow that god made this universe and that if you follow god there will be positive results then don't you believe that doing the right thing will automatically um result in a better situation you know what i mean so if even if like a lot of republicans have really pragmatic disagreements with libertarianism you know, things like, well, how are we going to defend our country without a really strong military and high taxes and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, don't you believe that if God made this universe, that doing the right thing first will reap the better results? You know, we can ask him that. Man, I'm going to blow your mind. Blow it. I was having these exact same thoughts maybe an hour before we started recording. I believe um, it. I believe just it. because, like, policy is really difficult, especially for me, because that's not, like, what I care about. I care a lot more about, like, the ideals. But, uh-huh. um, so that's a huge roadblock I get to, how people will be like, and, you know, even when I've heard libertarians on, you know, like, really big podcasts, like Joe Rogan and Drinking Bros, like, the ones I listen to, they kind of run up with this problem as well. Like, how, you know, they say, well, how are these plans going to work? But the problem is, I think, you know, you have to look at how terribly they are failing right now like yeah. where we're literally at a point where it literally can't be any worse all right so Seems i mean like yeah that. i forgive me uh for not being able to you know give you a roadmap a 40 day 40 plan uh you know like from the office like day 40 sure. companies back on track you know uh i can't do that but you know exactly what you were saying isn't what's doing what right is right more important and the example i thought of was slavery because people literally said the exact same thing, like our economy True. can't exist without slaves. Um, you know what I mean? This, that, and the other. Obviously, Seriously. it was legal. So, I mean, it's literally the exact same thing. Are we cared about what is going to work? Work being in like 50 quotation marks, air quotes, on both sides. Exactly. Are we exactly. worried about what's going to work, even though it doesn't work? Or are we worried about what's right? Exactly, dude. And like, honestly, like with slavery, what's interesting is like if you are that white slave owner – then obviously getting rid of slavery is like not beneficial to you. So, I mean, it's kind of this reality that like doing what's right is not going to perfectly benefit everybody. Like, no, I can't tell you that the CEO of Pfizer is going to be in a better situation whenever libertarianism exists for the entire country. But I can tell you that the average American will be in a better situation during that time. And, you know, it really depends on kind of the uh, looking glass. Like, how are you viewing you know, results, favorable, favorable results, because, you know, with the, you know, slavery, it's not like that was a new concept that came around about the time of the civil war. It's not like people started thinking like, Hey, maybe this is wrong. I think people probably inherently knew it was wrong for ever, 
Um, I think just as part of being a human, you have to inherently know that's wrong. But, um, you know what I mean? We were still a country that was founded on the principles of life, liberty, and property. Like, we knew the value of liberty. Uh, We just weren't willing to extend that to everybody at the time. So it's not – I don't think there was a huge, like, awakening or an enlightenment uh, around ending slavery. I think people knew it was wrong from the beginning, and I think that uh, really closely mirrors what we are experiencing today. So whenever you say that you think people know it was wrong – do you think it's deeply buried in their subconscious or do you think they're aware that they know that it's wrong? Dude, I, I really don't know. That's a really hard one. And I mean, slavery, there's been slavery for essentially as long as there's been humans. You know what I mean? Like there's slavery in the Bible, there's slavery in American history, there's slavery all over the globe, uh, minus probably Antarctica. There are probably slaves in Greenland. Um, sure. I, I, that would be interesting. I'm sure there are probably some really good books about it, uh, that I have not read, but I really wonder how people can reconcile that. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with you, man. I I think that I want to believe that all people are that good, but I feel like Southern man in 1840 probably thought that Africans were property and probably thought that they were like sub subhuman and sub white man and i feel like that person might not have known they were wrong but here's the thing right that's why i asked you about the subconscious thing you know a lot all of us can do mental gymnastics to prove ourselves correct um so it's really hard to to say somebody knew something was wrong because are you saying that, you know, deep in their heart they knew it was wrong? Or are you saying that they had logically concluded that it was wrong and accepted it? Because that's, you know, it's like we, we all probably know a lot of things at all times. But the things that we fight and, you know, refuse and push out, we kind of don't really ever know, in my opinion. it's I don't know. It's hard to – I'm not justifying what they did. I'm just saying that, the you know, understanding morality, you don't – okay, here's a question for you, Brax. Did you understand taxation was wrong your entire life? Um, to an extent, yes, absolutely. Okay. So you think subconsciously that part of you that, uh, recognizes that, or that part of you that understood it, you know, was always there. Yes. I think you're right, man, actually on that, especially because I feel the same way, you know, like, don't you remember like every kid, like ask their kid parent, like, why do we have to pay taxes? Like everyone has yes. that conversation. We're like, why, why does that, they just take the money. Like we all have that. Wait, isn't that stealing? Um, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty normal, like kid logic, right? But yes. it's, it's not because um, they're children and they're stupid. They don't understand how reality works that we stop asking that question. It's because our parents have been fed a really carefully constructed false narrative on why all those things are in place. And we accept that too. Um, and then until, until we have somebody else come and give us better information, we keep accepting that. And honestly, um, that's our job. Just give people better information. You know, there, there's a ton that goes into it and I mean, we can break down some of it, but um you know, not even just like owning people as property, even though, like uh-huh. we said, that goes back forever. But, uh-huh. you know, whenever the Europeans showed up over here and decided that the uh, natives were savages, whenever uh-huh. the Spanish all through South America, same thing, they committed atrocities. Sure. Yes. You know, I don't know how natural that was as much as convenient because, you know, obviously their entire society was based around that. You had um, churches and kingdoms um all built around this well if you live the right way then you are in the right you know what i mean so like not only 
you know, they weren't, you know, necessarily savages because they didn't have, you know, the same technology. You know, there was just so much enforcing these people's, you know, like terrible, 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 terrible views. There's so much enforcing it. And uh, it's almost like, you know, we talk about with, you know, very currently with the people who are pro vaccine mandate, how easy it is for like a classes system to be set up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they think, yeah, of course, the government should enforce, you know, people be vaccinated. And uh, if you're not vaccinated, you shouldn't have health care. You shouldn't be able to uh, have access to like public goods and all that sort of stuff. But it's the exact same. It's very easy to say that. Like if you're a white person, it's very easy to say, well, like, OK, these black people don't deserve to go to the same school as my kids. If you're a conquistador, sure. it's very easy to say, you know, these uh, minds don't deserve to live, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's the exact same thing. Exactly. Like if if that if the balance of power is already in your favor then you'd you know be sort of stupid not to go along with it not to make an excuse i'm just saying there's a lot of things like i said that enforce their you know terrible view exactly dude no i completely agree and that kind of like speaks to the whole kind of you know um disagreement or dissonance between the logical mind and the um you know subconscious one the instinctual one because it's like it's like the people, you know, in Spain and, and you know, who came over the conquistadors, they were also fed a really false narrative. And that's what's yes. kind of hard is like what has more influence on our actions and our thoughts, what we know to be true deep in our hearts or the, the narrative that we're currently accepting. And I, don't I think, think it depends on the person, dude. That's very true. Very. True. I, I think overall there probably are, uh, you know, patterns, but uh, I think it also depends individually because, I mean, you are the type of person where it's, you know, it's what you believe kind of like, oh, wait, full stop, you know, and, you know, sure. people are different. So, wait, you're saying that I would be somebody probably who would go more off of my narrative than in my inside? No, the opposite. Really? Well, that wouldn't be the necessary because of what I believe, I guess, but um... – but is it is what if libertarianism is also just a narrative itself and we're all just in a chaotic objective world and we're all buying for more power? What an episode. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I've always I've also entertained that concept, though, like, um, you know, what if a perfect world is one in which society is balanced between different ideas? And so it's not to say that communism communists have no value right because if if everybody had a little tiny bit of communism not enough to tax and control your neighbor and murder them but just enough to give your neighbor a part of your christmas dinner then maybe you know the world would keep going and not like that's not communism at that point of course that's just community and compassion but um it starts with calm so it's kind of you know a related idea and same with libertarianism what if you know you know we need to uh, what if basically what i'm saying is that if that's true libertarianism has just been the very very absent idea for a long time that we need to bring forth yeah you know that's very true because the difference is um you know there's some other there are some other you know political parties whether it be like communism uh republicans democrats that share some some like maybe talking points they share some you know views on issues the difference in libertarianism to like anything else can be associated with because yeah there it's a little you know people say fiscally conservative republicans socially liberal but uh the difference is you know libertarians would never use um the government to achieve anything and you know like a real com like or i guess i I say a real communist like the hippie type not like the not like the college, you know, communist. Right, like someone Starbucks actually living in a commune. 
yeah, libertarians could get along with them extremely well. There is exactly. such little difference, you know, such exactly. little difference between us and them. But, you know, peak libertarianism is, you know, the edge of libertarianism is like, yeah, of course we support people's rights to be communists. You know what I mean? Just don't bother me with it. And, you know, I think that's why like, we were talking about the, the good county communists, the real communists. The difference is they're not a bad communist. They're not a, you know, USSR. They're not a China until... Until they try to enforce it at scale. And of course, you know, if you're trying to enforce this good idea that you have, it's going to involve like totalitarianism and government and, you know, all that's bad. That's where we lose them. That's where we have no common ground with them. You know what I mean? I think you do know what I mean. I assume that you do. You usually do. I can hear you clicking. Can you not hear me? Yeah, we're having. Can you hear me, bro? Yeah, I could hear you basically the whole time. Oh, damn it. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, um, I could well, hear you like hard. clicking well, and stuff, you know? I was, damn, it was, it was, I was struggling. I was frozen. But uh, no, I think you're exactly right, dude. And have you ever heard of bottom unity? Uh, botulism? Bottom unity. Um. I've been told and I've often said that, you know, I would be a bottom and not a top. Uh, yeah. Bottoms united. Exactly. It's about, yeah, it's about, you know, gay men who are the ones who receive, they're the catchers uniting against evil and yeah. crime. Oh, no, I'm, actually what it is, it's the bottom of the political spectrum. So, you know, the four quadrant political spectrum. Yes. Um, so bottom unity is a movement that basically is about kind of uniting libertarians with anarcho-communist types uh-huh. and the people who, you know, believe in that com- com- communal society, but not by force. Yes. Uh, so it's kind of a cool movement. I know some people that like uh, Tyler Smith, you know, he was a, uh, he's the guy who told me about it. Um, and they, uh, they have a flag and it's the Gadsden flag, but guess what's uh, different about it? Hang on. Let me guess. Um, is it like a catfish instead of a snake? No, close. I mean, it's it's actually still a snake. Okay, what is the difference? It's a coral snake because it's uh, it's red and yellow. Get it? So it's kind yeah. of uh, and black. So it represents literally anarcho communism and an- anarcho capitalism. But you know, I mean, so that that's two. I mean, I, mean, I, I think that's pretty cool um but you know that's sort of two separate issues because on the one hand like i like kind of like what we are talking about now we can unite with like exactly the bottom people but peak libertarianism is like uh you know we are okay with um man this is something that you should not say but i already you know said the disclaimer about if people are here for important things we say stuff we're not supposed to say libertarians are quote unquote okay with people being racist it doesn't mean we condone racism but You know, we're okay with people being racist. We're okay with, you know, um, basically everything besides. I think, I think saying that we're okay with it is kind of a stretch because it's not that we're okay with it. Like, I, if I knew that somebody in my life and family was a racist, I would want to talk to them and stomp that, you know, illogical approach to life out of them. Uh, not stomp, but like argue it out of them, you know, with peaceful right. means. But right. we're, we're not going to force those people not to be racist. We're not going to hurt them. We're not going to ostracize them and kill them or, you know, do anything bad to them. Um, we're going to try to change their minds. And that's yeah. because we believe in the power of our ideas. Yes. Jenny is correct. The king snake is the same coloring, but not venomous. There's also a milk snake. There's a lot of snakes that have a similar pattern. Well, yeah, 
same coloring but different order, different pattern. But yes, she's correct. really yes. Look at you two. The coral snake is, I think, one of America's, or maybe it is America's only elapid. So most venomous snakes in America are pit vipers. So they're copperheads, water moccasins, rattlesnakes. They're all in the same genus, but um, or family at least, same family. But the coral snake is an elapid. It's more related to like a black mamba. So isn't there an uh, Ivalmore? Ivalmori house that is a, a snake or am I wrong I would, on that I want to say there is no that's I think slithered. there's no, uh, well, I'm think trying so. to think there's a, a I think there's a porcupine right a porcupine a thunderbird no. Thunderbird. Well, yes. yes yes it's not literally a porcupine it looks like a porcupine and there's one that looks like a uh, zombie or a you know burning man okay there's a um Okay, I guess there's a porcupine. Shit. There's a snake? Yeah, there is a... Oh, it's the horned serpent. Okay, cool. See, I know Harry Potter more than you. That's what I thought. Well, that's very not cool, in any, cool. Not a single Harry Potter book mentions Ivermory and porcupines. Thank you very much, Braxton. Right. Snorchies. But the universe as a whole, I'm on it. I'm in Touché. it. I live it. Touche. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right, well... Our time has come to an end, and I need to eat dinner before the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus meeting tonight, which, wow, we got a lot of meetings this week. But uh, anyway, thank you guys all for watching. Jenny, we love you, of course. Travis, Huberto, Roy, thank you guys all for being a part of our podcast. Follow the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow the Oklahoma Libertarian Party on Facebook and Twitter. And Braxton, anything else? Uh, for show one moment, um, one moment. This. That's what this. I was looking for. Damn. Ah, see, we Follow are good us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Anywhere podcasts are found. Follow the Not a Real Libertarian podcast, and you can find me and Christopher Darnell, the Bootleg Libertarian, on here tomorrow night, same time, six central. Also, we'll see you there. um. One more thing. Be sure to follow the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> the Oklahoma Libertarian Party. All right, guys.